Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. And today's poem is by another poet who, interestingly, had a birthday in March. His birthday is tomorrow, March 24th. He was born the 24th of March in 1834, and he died on the 3rd of October in 1896. This is William Morris. He was a British poet and novelist and uh, activist. And also he designed textiles. According to some of the bios online, I, I don't know a lot about this part of his life, but it's, I, it is motivating me to get a biography. But he was apparently one of the key people who helped um, revive textile arts in Great Britain. He created designs for things like wallpaper and rugs and stained glass windows and uh, borders for book covers and book design. Uh, but he also was a student of the classics and... He wrote fantasy and, and was, uh, in many ways, uh, you, you could say a precursor, I think, to uh, people like J.R.R. Tolkien uh, in terms of his sort of, his, sort of uh, his vibe, if you will, to use a distinctly uh, not late uh, 19th century British term. The poem that I'm going to read today in keeping with the spring-themed week here on The Daily Poem is called Spring's Bedfellow. And like yesterday's poem, I'm actually reading it from A Nature Poem for Every Day of the Year, edited by Jane McMorland Hunter, which you can get online. If you want to order it through our bookstore, you can go to goldberrybooks.com and click on the, the bookshop.org page or go to bookshop.org slash shop slash goldberrybooks. But enough of that. Let's hear from William Morris, whose poem that I'm going to read today is called Spring's Bedfellow. Spring went about the woods today, the softfoot winter thief and found where idle sorrow lay twixt flower and faded leaf. She looked on him, and found him fair, for all she had been told. She knelt adown beside him there, and sang of days of old. His open eyes beheld her not, yet gan his lips to move. But life and deeds were in her thought, and he would sing of love. So sang they until their eyes did meet and faded fear and shame. More bold he grew and she more sweet until they sang the same. Until, say they who know the thing, their very lips did kiss and sorrow laid a bed with spring begat an earthly bliss. So I mentioned before I read it that you could think of Morris as a sort of precursor for, for Tolkien. And my understanding is that Tolkien was, in fact, inspired by Morris's work, as was C.S. Lewis and many of the other uh, great 20th century poets. And when you read this poem, it almost sounds like you could hear Bilbo reciting it, or, 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 one of the, or the dwarves even, right? It's sort of dripping with the, the essence of of mythology, you, you know, at its it, it seems like at its core, it, it may, could be the could be the story of of a nymph, you know, in, in ancient Greek mythology, or or the story of a god come down to woo a woman, or or something like that. Part of that, of course, is just that we get we get an emotion personified. So in this case, we get sorrow being personified. Part of it also is perhaps um, the the form of the verse, you know, each stanza being an A B A B structure with iambic pentameter, and 
um, you know, kind of very traditional musical lyrical form. But I also think that the, the sort of melancholy of this poem is something that shows up in Tolkien's work as well. Tolkien's very realistic about the world that his characters are living in. Uh, he was very re realistic about the world that he was living in as well. He wasn't sentimental. He took joy in, in quotidian things, in things of this world um, that gave pleasure, that gave joy. He, he took real joy in those things. He didn't diminish the joys that those things brought, even in dark times. So because he didn't diminish that, and because he saw the world for what it was, there can be a deep melancholy, even a deep sense of nostalgia in his work. For example, when the hobbits are thinking about their home in the Shire. And there's this melancholy in this, this poem here as well. Sorrow is lying between a faded leaf and a flower. And spring looks on him. She finds him fair. She kneels beside him and she sings of days of old. She sings of legends. She sings of the folktales. You know, she sings of history. And at first his eyes don't see her, but he begins to sing too. And he sings of love. So she sings of history. He sings of love. Sorrow sings of love. Spring sings of history. And they sing until they look at one another. And fear and shame falls away from him. And he gets bold. And she gets sweet. So she moves towards love, in a sense. And he moves towards history, in a sense. I, I, the, the inversion that happens there I find to be kind of lovely. And then they sing the same. So she moves towards his vibe, if you will, and she moves towards his until they sing in unison, until they sing the same. And then that leads to, well, romance. <laughs> um, I love the, the picture of romance that's there. Uh, but there's just a lot to like about this poem um, in that sense. Uh, and I don't, you know, I think I'll, I'll let you listen again. I don't need to say anything else um, on a five to eight minute podcast. But um, I think it's a very interesting, very lovely poem for the springtime. So here is Spring's Bedfellow one more time. And this again is by William Morris. Spring went about the woods today. The soft foot winter thief and found where idle sorrow lay twixt flower and faded leaf. She looked on him, and found him fair for all she had been told. She knelt adown beside him there and sang of days of old. His open eyes beheld her not, yet gan his lips to move. But life and deeds were in her thought, and he would sing of love. So sang they till their eyes did meet, and faded fear and shame. More bold he grew, and she more sweet, until they sang the same. Until, say they who know the thing, their very lips did kiss, and sorrow laid a bed with spring, begat in earthly bliss. This has been The Daily Poem, which is produced by Goldberry Studios. Post-production is by Logan Green. I'm David Kern. I will be back tomorrow with another poem for you. Thanks for listening.
Getting the exposure to grow your small wedding business can be difficult. With millions of engaged couples using The Knot to plan their weddings and find vendors, advertising on our sites will connect you with more couples than anywhere else online. Meet engaged couples where they're already searching for vendors like you. And let us deliver leads to help you grow your business. Visit vendors.thenot.com slash podcast to sign up today. Mention code PODCAST15 during your free onboarding session for 15% off your first month.